Oh my goodness, welcome to this podcast. This is the very first episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. I'm going through all of the ifs and the what ifs, going from a traditional teaching career to creating your own homeschool business. We're kicking it off right here. I'm going to be sharing my own story of going from a teacher to an entrepreneur. I have a homeschooling business teaching nine children with the help of an incredible assistant. I'm running my own business, working from home, doing what I absolutely love, and making an impact that's totally different than what I was able to offer children and families before. I know there are so many other teachers who would love this opportunity. I'm gonna share my story with you today, and I am so ready to pour into you. Let's do this. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. And yes, hello, teacher friend. This is the very first episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, and God has placed me right here behind this microphone to share my story with you today. And I hope that it gives you a fresh perspective into what possibilities lie ahead for you in your teaching journey. Since I am sitting here behind the microphone, which I'm so thankful to be doing, I'm just going to imagine that you and I are together. We are sitting under a big tree next to a gorgeous lake here in Florida, chatting over a cup of coffee. And I would really love for that to happen one day so that I can also hear your story. I am in year two of beginning what I would call a dream school. It is called Lighthouse Learning. You can look us up on Facebook. I left public school just shy of two years, and I was really looking for purpose and freedom and joy, but never ever did I think that I would be homeschooling my own children, let alone other children, but God has had his hands in all of this and he so made a way. Since leaving public school, which I never ever dreamt I would even do because I loved my job. I loved my job. I have replaced my income. I've grown my business just in one short little year. I've hired an assistant. I get to work from home and teach with a restored passion and purpose. My school has nine children total. Again, we are lighthouse learning. I drive a 15 passenger black transit van. It's pretty sharp and big, but hey, we have places to go in this school. We go on field trips. And if you're thinking, gosh, that sounds great, but 
I really don't want to drive one of those big vans or do this in my home. Listen, I'm here to share my experience, but your experience can be different. That's what's so beautiful about this. And I am going to be right here with you sharing tips and experiences that can help you have the same blessing over your life. Many teachers do not realize that they can do this and have the freedom of actually choosing the curriculum, the experiences, how they want to structure their days, everything. It is glorious. I really am the happiest that I have ever been as a teacher. And it's so precious and refreshing. God has called me to share this with other teachers so that they too can bring the joy to their teaching career as well as love what they do and children love what they learn. I really have reached the other side, you guys, and I want to pull you along with me. The struggle to get here was so worth it. The constant search for peace, purpose, fulfillment, happiness. If you are a teacher that has been feeling lost or anxious, if you've just been wondering what's next in your career and you're listening and you're maybe on the tipping edge of feeling burnt out, dissatisfied or frustrated, maybe you're even feeling hopeless, wondering where your love for teaching has gone. Well, I want you to know that I can so relate. I was you. Or maybe you do have a love for teaching, but it's been covered up with all of the to-dos or fears or issues of our current educational system or even just what's happening in our world. I have so been there and it wasn't long ago either, but I am really here to speak life into you throughout the course of this podcast and share how God has set me free from all of this and gave me a new hope and love for teaching He gave me the idea of building this homeschooling business and there's nothing else I would rather do other than to share it with you because I believe that he is calling so many more teachers to do this and not just for themselves, but for the families and the children who are waiting on the other side, waiting for teachers to step out and do this. I remember a few years ago, actually it was about four years ago, before I left school, and I came across this book called Becoming the Woman God Wanted Me to Be. It's a fabulous book by Donna Parteau, and I've actually read it three times. I've read a ton of books. I've journaled. I've been praying. I've gotten involved in so many Bible studies. I started researching productivity, how to enhance my motherhood, my marriage. I listened to podcasts. I even started listening to some homeschooling podcasts, but I thought, That sounds really great, but I just don't know if that's really for me. I'd love to homeschool, possibly, because I would have the freedom and the flexibility and I could teach the way I want to teach and my kids could learn so much differently and authentically, but I don't want to do it alone. So here I am and I'll start with my teaching background and then share how all of these experiences led me to where I actually am now having, like I said, what I would really call my dream school. Technically, it is a homeschooling business, and that can look so different for who you are or where you are. But ultimately, we are creating our own dream school, and I'm going to be right here holding your hand through it all so that you too can take away golden nuggets to incorporate into your own teaching experience right now and possibly do the same as what I'm doing later on. I was born and raised in Missouri, but I do live in Florida right now with my husband. He's from here and our two precious daughters. I have a daughter, Juliana, in fourth grade 
and I have a daughter, Jalen, who is in eighth grade. They had gone to public school all the way up until the pandemic, and that's when I started homeschooling both of my daughters. Since then, my daughter, Jalen, she has started going back into public school to finish out her middle school years. I have four children at my school, Lighthouse Learning, that are in grades first and second, and I also have four children who are in grades four through six, and I have a part-time student who's in sixth grade as well. So I have a total of nine children at my home every day. It is so precious. I have been a teacher for 16 years. 14 of those years were spent in public school. I was also an instructional coach, and I loved that role. I taught seven years in Missouri. I began teaching at the same elementary school that I went to. I was always looking for opportunities to grow I had an opportunity to move to a nearby town in Missouri after teaching at my home school for a couple years. And then I started teaching at another outstanding elementary school. And that's where I hit a big growth in my profession as a teacher. I also got my master's degree in administration. I thought I was going to be that dangerous minds teacher. I was going to go in to these schools that needed my help. I was going to help restore them. I was going to become a principal. I have always worked at Title I schools, except for one, but it was really on the brink of becoming a Title I. So that's where my experience and the love for really helping children and families who are in need, that's where it really started blossoming. I've met some of the greatest people. I've actually won, back in Missouri, I won Heartland's Best Teacher, and I really taught like I was on fire, Seven years after teaching Missouri, getting my master's degree, my husband was really feeling called to move to Florida. So that's exactly what we did when my daughter Jalen, my oldest, was in kindergarten. And I really left a piece of my heart in Missouri when we moved. My family lives there. I just met and had the greatest experiences with other teachers and administrators. I taught at three schools in Florida. And man, I have loved those schools I was also named Teacher of the Year here in Florida when I was an instructional coach. Really, I'm just a normal girl who spent most of her life in a basement teaching imaginary people right after school. My dad had built me a little classroom in our basement. And then I also spent many afternoons going straight from school onto the back porch at my mom's house. And again, just continuing the love for for teaching imaginary people. I even, this is so funny, but my mom did not have a dry erase board at her house. So I would go into her bathroom and she had a shower and I turned her shower. It had like a rough surface to it. And I was able to take chalk and write on her shower. It's the craziest thing. And then I would take dry erase markers and I would turn those into dry erase boards and I'd write on the mirrors. And now I literally have seven dry erase boards in my house. And this was even before (laughs) turning my home into a school. I don't know. I guess I just have a fetish with whiteboards. I'm telling you, it's, it's like a real thing here, but I would just play school. I would take role. I'd grade papers. And the funny thing is I still do this now legitimately in my home. Like I did when I was a little girl, I'm really reliving my childhood again. I'm serious. 
I have had the pleasure prior to this experience of being a part of teams, like I said, of just incredible people reopening an elementary school in Florida. I have worked with outstanding teachers and administrators, even though I was awarded multiple times with Teacher of the Year, both in Florida and Missouri. I want to tell you with all humility so that you can see the depth of dedication, love, and devotion that I had to this profession. I would present at conferences, seminars. I hosted professional development. I was considered a model classroom for our district. And to those who know me, I was often asked when I decided to step away, why would you give it all up? Just seems like you had it all. And and what was so bad about it? And the truth is, I had this complete gnawing in my spirit, I would say, that there was a different possibility. I even last night went and opened up some of my journals from five years ago. And what people didn't know as I was walking around the halls, loving on teachers, looking as if I was living such an extraordinarily happy time as a teacher, many did not know that I was really battling discomfort, a spirit of unsettledness, feeling a little oppressed in teaching and beginning to battle anxiety. I continued to go back through my journals last night and saw repetitively, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I did not deserve to be teacher of the year. I did not deserve to be nominated for this. I left school crying again today. I spent the weekend crying. I'm overworked. I don't know where to stop. I always had a caseload of students in my class who were high risk for failing. I taught third grade in the state of Florida. And if children did not pass the FSA, they were held back. The immense amount of pressure was causing me to really be disabled in my spirit as a teacher. And so I thought, well, maybe I could be a solution to this problem. And I can actually step into the role of becoming an instructional coach. And and then I'll work with administrators and we will go in and we'll go into classrooms and we'll give teachers the support that they deserve. And we'll like try to change the system. And again, going back to that dangerous mind situation here, that's what happened. I became an instructional coach with this awesome idea of what it could be like. And I had a beautiful experience in a precious school becoming an instructional coach. And I'm going to be very transparent and vulnerable right now. After becoming an instructional coach, I really felt like I was at a pivot point in my career. I loved being the bridge between teachers and administrators. I loved going into classrooms and teaching wonderful educators. But as I would go into the classrooms, helping teachers are sitting across the table from them, trying to hash out how to make things better. The truth is, I was really becoming more of like a therapist during my experiences as a coach because I was always dedicated to getting to the root of why they felt so overwhelmed, burnt out, or disgruntled. And yes, we would go through and we'd make awesome anchor charts and we'd schedule out their days and we'd talk about student engagement and we'd rearrange their classroom and we'd come up with these super awesome engaging lessons. But at the end of the day, I knew I was called to help teachers love their career because when a teacher walks into a classroom and they're filled with confidence and joy and love, it just pours out onto their students. So that's really where I was trying to really help teachers. Then I started noticing that we kept circling back to the same problems. Teachers feeling as if their hands were tied, feeling as if they couldn't make the impact that they were called to to make, feeling as if they 
couldn't get it all in, wanting to teach in a certain way, but feeling as if they were having to teach to a test. Although I had this vision of becoming a principal, I loved being a coach, and I was beginning to question if I even wanted to be a principal anymore because I knew that I would need to help set the captives free, and I didn't know if I could do that. I really didn't know that because we know that at the top of this educational system, there are people making decisions that are just far beyond our reach. I could see the potential impact of becoming a principal. I could see the potential impact of continuing to coach teachers, but I really felt like I was a part of something that I couldn't change. And I didn't just want to pat teachers on the back and say, you can do this. That can only go so far. I really wanted to change it, but the pressures of the standardized testing, the crazy amounts of assessments, not teaching what we know children should be learning, racing against the clock, the meetings, the data, the tracking, and the way that it is set up, it just felt like we were always failing. There's a lack of resources and support and the feelings associated with just not being able to really take each child and individually teach them what they needed. It just was heartbreaking. The evaluations and all of the deep stuff that we go through that on the outside, people don't realize that teachers go through, right? We, we all know what this is. And there are great times. There are great moments. But there was so much frustration. Teachers' hands were tied. Administrators' hands were tied. And this was pre-pandemic. And I loved my principals. And I saw the weariness in their eyes. And I began questioning, do I want to be in their position one day? So towards the end of my second year as an instructional coach, goodness, I loved that position. I loved the people. I loved the school. I loved the children. I loved my administrators. I was really wrestling with our Heavenly Father. And it wasn't Him, it was me, because I was beginning to lose my passion for teaching in schools. And I didn't like that. I really started feeling hopeless as if I did not have a purpose in life anymore. I would go on walks and I would cry. I would pray. I would say, Father, why is my love for teaching gone? Why did it have to go away? Why did you give me this incredible, robust passion for teaching and now it's just gone? Why did you take it away from me? I remember I was just walking one day crying and saying, Father, please either restore it or just tell me what you want me to do next. But don't let me live like this in this agony of feeling as if I don't know what to do or where to go. And I said, Father, do I continue just sticking it out and doing the best I can to help these teachers and these students Or do I let go? What do you want me to do? But if I stay, please, 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 please rekindle my love for this. And this is the first time I heard his voice as I was walking. And he said to me, you'll never know unless you let go. And I got all the chills and all the feels. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's calling me to walk away. I didn't even question where does he want me to go. I went in that Monday told my principals, I'm going to have to step away at the end of the school year. And they were like baffled. They couldn't believe it. They thought maybe it's because I had started a little side hustle of selling jewelry. And I did that because I thought, well, maybe, maybe if I do something on the side, you know, and connect with other people, maybe I'll be able to find something else that I enjoy and, you know, just take the pressure off of teaching a little bit and coaching and see if I can connect with people in a new way. And they thought maybe that's why I was leaving and I didn't even know what to say. So I spent the last two months 
really preparing, making sure that when I left public school for the next coach to come in, she was set up for success. The last day of school, I walked out looking at the playground, all of the memories I had of taking my children with me to school, even though there were super late nights and my kids being out at school with me until, you know, six o'clock, the late nights of endless work, the weekends, I was so heartbroken to leave. And I spent about six months helping my husband with his painting business. I also continued with my little side business that I I had selling jewelry. But come December of that year, I had left in May at the end of the school year. And then in that December, I was like, you know, I really miss teaching. I miss my friends. I miss the children. I'm going to go back. So I went back part-time. Then COVID came along in March and continued the school year, finished out teaching virtually. In that May, when it was time for us to be reappointed, and I was given the opportunity to go back to school, I felt in my spirit again, God calling me not to go back. Then here I was in that same position again, thinking, well, now what am I going to do? So I started pressing in. I was seeking. I was searching. I was knocking. And just like it says in scripture, the door will be opened if you keep searching and seeking and knocking. I had a dream at the beginning of summer that I was in a house with all of these children outside playing. And every single door started closing. And I was frantic in my dream. And I said, Father, what do you want me to do? Where am I going to go? I, I don't know what to do. Where do, where should I work? I don't know. Am I supposed to go back into school? Every door is closing around me. And I heard again him say, children, you'll always be successful with children. I woke up four o'clock in the morning and I knew right then and there. I'm going to homeschool my kids and I'm going to see if I can homeschool other children so that I do not have to do this alone. And the rest is history. So within 30 days, I figured out how to start homeschooling my kids, how to turn my house into a school, how to get the message out there that I was going to start this. And they just came. They just came. My first year, I had five students plus my two daughters. And then I grew, I added three more children. And it's just a phenomenal testimony to what God can do when you step out. I was really focused on making a difference in my work in elementary schools as an instructional coach. As I started identifying these problems in education and wanting to offer a solution, not only to teachers, but to children and their families, I realized that I can make a difference right here where I am in a super small corner of the world in an even smaller corner here in the USA, those countless hours of toiling around in public school, the tears, the endless questioning, could I leave? Should I leave? Will I be a disservice if I walk away? But I'm not a quitter. I can't quit. I don't want to stay here in this oppressive system though. Is this the best education for my own children? What about all the students who need me? If I leave, will I lose my teacher friends? Will I be a disappointment? Am I going through a midlife crisis? (laughs) What was all of this work for? Why is my teaching passion gone? What will I do about retirement? What about my health benefits? Can I really work from home and teach the same way, like without being tied to the computer or someone else's expectations? And the struggle was so, so, so real. It was so real. And with the pandemic, I was looking for alternatives. I began this private homeschooling business and it really does allow me to teach in such an authentic way. Teaching out of my home, I still get to embrace the human connection. I even toiled around with thinking maybe I'll teach children in China, maybe I'll be a virtual teacher, but 
I knew that wasn't for me. I knew that this is my ministry of opening up my home and letting children come here, providing this safe place for them to learn, a place for them to just be a child. And yes, we go to the park every day for lunch. We typically go on field trips every week to every other week. We go to the library. We have guest speakers. We teach. We have fun. We cook. We experiment. And we just have so much joy and laughter and good old kid fashion fun and adult fun. We do. We have a lot of adult fun while we're teaching too. I'm just able to give individualized instruction. I feel like for once I am making a difference in each and every single child's life. And this is what I wanted to share with you. I literally turned my passion for helping teachers into this passion of starting a school. And I now am so passionate about sharing this so that teachers have the opportunity. I want to help teachers transition if this is for them from the classroom into entrepreneurship, help teachers build a profitable homeschooling business, help them plan their business, organize all the ins and outs, create systems for success, and give them the God confidence that they need to pursue this dream. And so if you're wondering, well, how do I get to where you are? How will I leave the school system and create my own teaching experience? Can I really replace my income? Can I make a profit? Is it really going to give me the freedom and flexibility? Oh, can I really step away? Can I really replace what I have and even gain more? How can I be a mom and have a career at the same time? How can that go hand in hand? How can I get the balance? How can I get the steadiness, the family time, the freedom? But guys, isn't freedom so priceless? It is so, so priceless. I have merged my desire to be a mom and to work from home and to teach and to hug children and love on them and feed them uh, little snacks throughout the day. I'll tell you more and more about all the little details, but it's like I have grown my little family here. It's beautiful. Many people have asked, well, what about your retirement, your health insurance? What about business expenses, startup cost, pricing, hours, students, contracts? It's all here. I'm going to tell you about it in this podcast. Even though it might be very, very terrifying to leave your stable job, or maybe this ignites a passion and a fire inside to give you hope to continue teaching instead of just leaving this job. So many people are just ditching this career. No, No, we don't want you to ditch the career and become a virtual assistant. We don't want you to ditch the career and start selling Pampered Chef. You can do that if you want to, but you know that you're going to always have this little desire inside of you that says, I'm a teacher and I'm called to teach and I'm going to take you by your hand and I'm going to keep you here and we're going to blaze a trail and I'm going to help you create your own path. I want you to subscribe to this podcast, join our Facebook group, Teacher Let Your Light Shine, so that you can see the possibilities. And if this is the right thing for you, I'm going to help you on what to do next. I'm going to help you have this as a reality. I'm going to help you build this, but I want you to stay here with me. Join our Facebook group. Again, it's Teacher Let Your Light Shine. Stay tuned each week. I will be pouring into you, giving you all of the details And if you want to see exactly what I do, make sure to go to Facebook Lighthouse Learning. We're located in Florida and just watch every day what our little school does and to see if this 
can unfold to something that you would love to have in your life as well. I cannot wait to come back and see you again. And keep, keep, keep shining your teacher light. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.